We welcome you to the multiverse's favorite legal reality show, The Impossible Court. Every week, our court goes throughout time and space, dispensing justice in the manner of that time and place it currently occupies. This week, the year 1999, and we are in the suburbs of northern New Jersey. The case is a lawsuit between two former lovers. The plaintiff is Roy O'Sullivan, who is claiming property damages against his estranged girlfriend, Teresa Bissett. Please remember, Multiverse listeners, that this show should not be used for educational or legal purposes, and that today's production is brought to you by Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, because when it's not you, it feels better. We now join the court case at its opening proceedings. The Honorable Judge Carrie Davis presiding. Be seated. So, you are Roy? Uh, that is correct, your honor. And what brought you here today? I am seeking punitive uh, damages for the destruction of my property, uh, specifically my 1970 uh, uh, GTO judge. You had a 1970 Pontiac GTO judge? Yes, sir. Hell yeah, high five. Objection. This is clearly showing bias on the part of the court. I move for a mistrial. Overruled. Mr. O'Sullivan, what happened to your bitchin' whip? I had purchased the vehicle at an estate sale, and my plan was to rebuild it. Except you don't know and, how. And to use it as a weekend driver try to street and race something in. to take to car shows. And apparently this project consumed too much of my attention, and my significant other became jealous and obsessed and took the car to the junkyard. That is so not true. Is it my turn to speak yet? Technically, you've been speaking this whole time. It's been a little gauche. I'm sorry. I have difficulty standing by and watching someone lie their ass off and stay silent. Well, it is the legal system. We ask you try. Fine, whatever. Can I talk now? Yes, you may talk now. Teresa, correct? Yes, Teresa Bissett, Your Honor. Were you Roy's girlfriend? Yes, we were together for three years. And during those three years, did you bring a 1970 Pontiac GTO judge to a scrapyard? Yes, I did, Your Honor. Understood. Now I need to consult the laws of these lands to see if I can give you the death penalty for such an egregious error in judgment. Excuse me? Aren't you even going to ask me why? I guess. You guess? Just say what you have to say so we can get this done and over with. You have already made up your mind. And you are not swaying me by wasting time arguing. Fine, yes. I junked the car. I was pissed. We have been together for three years. We were in our late 20s. Marriage has not, not been a conversation. I was working late shifts as a waitress and working on my master's, and he was constantly jumping in between jobs. He had spent more time lying around on the couch, stoned at 9 a.m. on a Monday than he did at work. Fine, whatever. But we're going to have to save. We have to get a house. We're going to have to get rings. There are expenses to consider. 
This man goes and invests in a project car like he owns a house with a garage. We were renting a basement apartment. The landlord was pissed. The thing leaked oil everywhere. It was covered in rust. It didn't run. All he would do was get drunk and high and sit in it and listen to Van Halen and Led Zeppelin. Is this true? Uh, no, I would also listen to Parliament Funkadelic and Dolly Parton. You're such a dick. Can I ask how you two even got together? I bought her a drink, and my natural charisma took over from there. She couldn't resist. Yeah, we had a good time. And he was good times. I knew when I saw him, it would be easy and fun. That he wasn't a complicated guy. We would go out or stay in, and the world would go away. I just thought at some point, he'd also have to be a functioning member of society. I didn't think I would be changing anybody by asking them to be employed and loosely stick to preconceived societal norms. Well, maybe some of us are born free. And maybe some of us just have shit-tasted men. I'm single. Fuck off. Fair enough. And maybe some of us are scared. We're scared to commit. Because if we commit, we have to grow old, and we, we go into the same horrible patterns we saw our parents fall into, and we don't want to get old. We want to be young. I'm sorry, Peter Pan, but you've got to grow up at some time. Wasn't this about a car? Yeah. The last straw came when the parking brake on the stupid thing on the car went and killed the landlord's cat that was sleeping underneath and backed into his car. I called the tow truck and had the thing taken to the junkyard. And I see here you are looking to counter Sue for emotional damages? Correct. For what reason? He fed me the dead cat. Dude. She junked my dream car! It was your smoke lounge, and you only used it half the time. You still smoked inside all of the time. Roy, did you feed her a dead cat? My religion does not allow anything to go to waste. Except your future. That will be enough of the commentary, Ms. Bissett. Thank you. What is your religion, Mr. O'Sullivan? Don't waste anything. Ism. Is this an officially recognized religion? What are the main tenets of this religion? Uh, no, we are a burgeoning group, quite, quite small. Our main teaching is to not waste anything. Someone laced his weed with meth. He was fucked for a week. Cannabis consumption is also a part of my religion. Is amphetamines? No. So you did, in fact, cook, serve, and eat a cat that you ran over with Ms. Bissett here? Yes. But again, part of my religion. Ms. Bissett, why did you agree to eat the cat? I didn't know it was cat. I thought it was venison. I told you it was a cat. You were high out of your mind. I thought you cooked the deer that was in the freezer and thought it was cat. He told you it was the cat? Yes. Then she smashed my record collection when she found out she actually ate a cat. Hold on. You broke his stuff. Why didn't you leave? Constantly, throughout this whole story, I keep asking myself, why not leave? I don't know. Why do you enable this man? Why do you fight him and stoop to his level? I don't know. She's a lush. And an angry drunk. And you will put up with her. I'm the only one who ever has. This is starting to paint a clearer picture. This is just an unhealthy, emotionally draining drama to watch after a point. 
I award neither of you damages. Instead, I award damages to your landlord, neighbors, and people who had to put up with your chaos. Uh, I technically had to deal with our chaos. Shut up, Roy. Thank you again for listening to The Impossible Court. A couple of special thank yous. Uh, Joseph McDonald, Joshua Porter, Reed Wicks um, all deserve a very special thank you. Your announcer was Ira Mark for this episode. Your judge was played by Larry Mormon. Uh, Roy was played by Peter Hargarden. And Teresa Bissett was played by Carolina Cruz. I was your writer and director, Sean Law. I will try to get these done as often as I can. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a wonderful whenever.
I don't know.